Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Many of you have been faithful listeners and givers for the eight awesome years of this podcast, and we so appreciate you. We're taking a little break in order to redesign our podcast. In the meantime, we're putting up some of our favorite, most listened to episodes. We hope they encourage you to apply grace to your daily life. This episode is from our fresh and favorite series. Listen in. Well, hey, hey. you know, we've, we've been accused by some of, of being a little tone deaf. And and I would just like to say, rightly we, accused. No, well, we were tone challenged. <laughs> challenged, yes, but challenged. not deaf. No, I mean, no. we can tell, and I think we've, we've said that this is no like premier barbershop quartet. No. But I, John, I I think we've got to keep going. Uh, so I think so. Start us out. Welcome to Fresh and Favorite. Golden or platinum. <laughs> Whoa! See, that's, that's I, why it's a barbershop duet. Yeah, I, I was going to say <laughs> that might be stronger if the other two in the no, quartet. Were, well, Bill just sings yeah. the old gospel hymn, yeah, so right. it it's would be forceful. It'd be. Uh, uh, it's so. so great in church when he gets going. Oh, he, oh, he be, you bellow, you roll just, it out. That's the exact word. It's exactly. a bellow. It's, it's exactly. like but you know when he's not organ? happy with the worship. It's just yeah. where's Bill? Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. Yeah, John, isn't that true? Oh, it's true. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, the rolling older thunder, better. You just hear him. He's just. Yeah. You ever seen him marching in place? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wow, I'm giving myself uh, away. Oh, no. Wow. And now you're sorry you came back. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. He uh, had been on vacation. We uh, just give us a highlight uh, from your oh, vacation. Uh, many, you highlights, many highlights. Many uh, highlights. Grace and I were with the Martins up in New Hampshire and Maine. For her pre- Christmas present last year, I found these inns that give cooking classes. So we did cooking classes. And the so second cool. place... The guy was so good, and and we worked for four hours in the kitchen helping him prepare a variety of things. Dennis was upset he was doing crab apples the whole time. <laughs> yeah. We loved it. It was it was over the top. Where is this place? In May in uh, sure in in Maine. I'm in sure, Maine? it is Camden, Maine, and it Camden, was one. By the way, Maine is gorgeous yes, that yes. time of year. We had great weather. You're so close to Canada. The, the other highlight was I took my two youngest grandsons to Cooperstown and to, Can- and to Canton, Ohio, for the NFL. And we had such a wonderful time and laughing and playing. And one day we went uh, we had an in between. We had two days in between. One day we went miniature golfing, hit golf balls, and went bowling. We had <laughs> silly fun. The next day I took them fishing. And I just hired a guide on a lake up there. He was amazing. He was just like almost a cartoon character because he was a rough old seaman who did, you know, yeah. guiding. And he played into the They're boys. The best. Oh, the best. his name was Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we had. You I, fish. Oh, between the two boys, they caught over 50 fish. Wow. Oh, they were just hauling him in. His it name's was... Bucky. Give me his number, his phone number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So lots of highlights, but that was, those were great. It's good to have you back. Thank you. That's 46 more fish than I've caught in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember one of your first uh-huh. fish. They're all with Bill. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his guiding doesn't exactly get you 50 no. fish, no, by the no. way. I'm not as good as Bucky. I'll mention that. <laughs> that's well, fun. 
We are on another fresh and favorite. And uh, David? Yeah, so Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Mm-hmm. What else might the apostle have put in there besides grace. You right. and my son be strong in the grace. What What are the other right. options? Moral fervence. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you look at that first and you right. go, Paul, don't you need to set it up with something? Because there's no way that's the word that would follow you. Then my son be strong in the, there's, there's about 20 words. Our culture, our uh, room of good intentions, faith, would put after that. And the last one you would put there would be grace. Mm. But for right. Paul to say, it is great. In fact, you can maybe be strong in some way in something else, but I want you to be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So moral fervency, uh, David just saying, is one of those that people might might have gone to. some Some kind of discipline, some kind of but it's grace. What does this mean? What does it mean to be strong in in the grace that is in Christ Jesus? I think I think in part he's um, reminding us of foundation. In, in other words, be, realize your strength comes from the foundation that is true about you because of Jesus. I think that's what he's saying. Now, it's one thing for us to have an understanding that we're saved by grace. Evangelicals, we get that. But most of us still struggle with the idea that grace is the foundation for the life we live, and we need to be strengthened in it. It's 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 like it's there, but if I don't believe it, if I don't live in it, then I'll never grow in it. I'll never be strengthened by it. And And I think that's what he's telling us. In fact, he goes on to these verses, but he says, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do. You can be like a soldier, be like a farmer, be like a runner. And and all of those take effort. They really do. It takes effort to do those things. But if you don't have the foundation right, it's a false effort. I think he's saying, too, in that, Bill, that whatever you think that you're going to do to shore up, to get yourself strong, it will be weakness in faith. In, in this faith for in you. Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and so he's saying, if you'll trust my grace, then you will get all of the benefit of who Christ is in you, of, of you in Christ. And that's real strength. So he's saying, if you can count on it being true that you are in Christ and Christ is in you and there's no condemnation and you don't have to... Uh, buff up and buck up some kind of pretend moralism that's a that's a ruse he says you'll you'll drop your fake strength and you'll get real strength that comes through Christ's life being lived through you hmm. so when i'm being a soldier or a runner yeah i'm or... doing it out of that strength right and i'm not doing it to get more strength than i already have amen because i have all the strength in christ jesus that i will ever have all the righteousness all the holiness that i will ever have i get to run to mature into that amen i was listening to the story about a 
marathoner in the eighties and he was one of the best marathoners that, you know, from America that ever ran. And he obsessively overtrained obsessively. And, you know, looking back, he was just unhealthy. I mean, he was driven and he was amazing, but he did not enjoy it because he, he, it was, it was just, he was driven almost insanely to, you know, to win. To, and, and so there was no, he got all the performance. He was the very best, but he got none of the enjoyment. And so if you think about, so often we talk in the Christian world about Eric Liddell and, you know, that when I run, I feel God's, what do you say? Pleasure. Pleasure. And that sounds a little, you know, that's amazing. And you hear that, that's a cliche or whatever. But the difference between those two is you can get all the results that you want for a time out of hitting it hard, but you're never going to get what God actually wants for you, which is to actually truly enjoy his presence and receive that life giving, um, energy Mm -hmm. that, that can move you through hard times Mm -hmm versus your own ability. And let's say that you could do each and get the exact same results. Well, one, you get to enjoy God. And the other one, you get to feel the ache of never being what you want to be. And so I have a hard time choosing between those two in in actual my life, but I know which one I want. And I think that's what he's talking about. And, and, he, and he's so well. Was that Frank Shorter, by the way? That, no. Do you remember? I forget who? the name of the guy, but it wasn't that. Okay. Uh, um, it's it, athletes have such a hard time with this because they go, what do you want me to do? Just <laughs> contemplate my navel? You know, <laughs> I, I have to go out and work really hard yep. and do a series of fast sprints with a little short recovery time. And I have to be strong in the diligence that mm-hmm. is in effort. Mm-hmm. And we are saying, amen, even the athlete, though, it has to be the right effort, not to strain, to strive to be someone by your effort, but because you know who you are in Christ and you're in peace in Christ and you know his acceptance and his delight of you, that you get to run out of that freedom yeah, and, and not and, the strain. And also in that example, um, we're, we're never teaching that if you stand in this grace, you'll be a great athlete. That's right. We're not teaching that. That's right. We'd never teach that. Or you'd be a great soldier or a great farmer. No. No, what we're saying is those things are not the goal. Mm -hmm. The goal is who we are. Mm -hmm. Stand strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. That's who you are. Now, if by your aptitude and gifting, you express that as an athlete, praise God. But you're still going to have to compete. If you do it as a farmer, you're still going to have to work the field. Do it as a soldier, you're still going to have to obey orders. It's That's where we get so twisted. We we just, we oh, then I'll just lay back, contemplate my navel. That's not what he's teaching. That's right. It's not what grace does. That's grace, right. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, back to David's story, it's this. Am I able to believe in the grace of God in me to give me a peace? about who I am. And oh, by the way, I need to train as an athlete. Hmm. Amen. Well, that sounds far too realistic, Bill. <laughs> Where's the spiritualizing things? Come well, that's, on. that's it. He's not spiritualizing. That's, that's right. the whole point. Right. These are good. We should record these. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. We will. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> when, 
when we're uh, entrusting to reliable people, as it says in that verse two, Bill, that you had us read, that's what we need to give them as a foundation. Amen. When we're discipling, mentoring, walking with exactly. people, that is the foundation to mm. ensure that we are always mm. trusting mm. who God says we are Amen. instead of who we might think we are mm-hmm. and live out of that. That's where that joy and freedom, that, that pleasure that David has been talking about. That's the freedom for which we've been set free. Amen. You know, we talk a remarkable amount about running for how much I hate to run. <laughs> you know, I just want to point that out. Mm. And you know, if you love to run, I would just love for you to grant me some of that through the airwaves. That's or why the we internet. Doing these podcasts. <laughs> it, so I don't have to run. We don't run in place. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks for listening to the True Face podcast. If you would like to join the many listeners who support True Face financially or sign up for our monthly newsletter, please visit trueface.org. If you'd like to read the materials these podcasts reference, visit trueface.store.